Um, Hello, everyone, and welcome to Being Naked. My name is Venus Castleberg, your host. And let's just begin today by taking our deepest barriers down, even the ones we don't know about. Push them down, pull them down, destroy and uncreate them. Great news, you created them, you can destroy them. You can also pick them back up again, but maybe just keep them down for this segment or the next few minutes. <laughs> and I want to invite everybody to, to, would you be willing to just for the next 10 minutes, let go of the wrongness of you? Doesn't matter what's going on in your life or what you think about yourself. Would you be willing to just put that aside too? Today I get the honor and privilege. I am sure I'm going to cry. I cry every time I introduce her. <laughs> um, of having Sarah Grandinetti on the show. Um, this woman has truly changed my life. <laughs> You're going to make me cry. <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying not to cry. <laughs> um, yeah. She's a, a powerhouse of magnitude a transformation agent, an empowering access consciousness certified facilitator of being you certified facilitator and so much more. Um, she truly cares about people and changing their lives. And I'm so grateful to you and to have you on the show. <laughs> I'm grateful for you too, babe. And, you know, I just had a conversation with one of our, an, another friend that we both know this morning and um, that gift of gratitude that is so simultaneous like when you share the gratitude and you receive the gratitude and it just flows um i have the same for you and i'm so grateful for what we've created thus far in both of our lives together yes and what else is possible now <laughs> um so you created fairly recently um being you beauty but before we go there <clears throat> i really wanted to how do you touch on what, <clears throat> excuse me. While you're coughing, I'm going <laughs> to go ahead. Cool. What is a different possibility that you Am I frozen or is Venus frozen? Venus is frozen. Okay, I was like, um, do I sit here like I can hear you? <laughs> oh, Ruth said that was so beautiful, but I don't know what she's talking about because I didn't hear you. It was probably our tears of gratitude. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Um, I would just said, what is a different possibility that you see with beauty? Oh, man. Can you imagine if bodies were received and celebrated the way we celebrate the differences of the plants and the flowers and the trees and the, the landscapes? Like, no... I don't know very many people who go, oh, you know what? This sunset that I'm like taking in and all of my, its glory, 
is like not as like shaped well as the sunset I saw saw last week. <laughs> you know, it's like you go into these these uh, this awe with our earth and the differences of all the colors and all this, all the the shapes and sizes. And if bodies got to receive in that way, what would be possible? <clears throat> um, yeah, when I was a little girl, I re I have such being a beauty brought this back for me is like these like memories of um, always seeing the beauty in people and people always making me wrong for it. Like, well, don't you know that she's a this or he's a that or did you see this on him? And I'd be like, wow, until somebody told me I didn't see it. Hmm. Until somebody put their point of view, like in my lens, I actually didn't see it. So, and then, you know, it's kind of like the pimple on your face when you walk up to somebody, you're like, don't look at my pimple. And that's all I can see. Right. It's like, <laughs> if nobody warned us about judgment, mm -hmm. then what would we be able to see? Right. So thank you for touching on your, your childhood, because I'd love to know a little bit about more about your journey with beauty and how that was for you. Wow. Um, so I, I, uh, I grew up with what I would say is the projection of beauty where it's like I was told a lot that I was beautiful, not asked if I could acknowledge or receive my beauty. And with the, um, you know that saying, you might have to help me out with it, Venus, like to who much is given, much is expected or something like that. <laughs> I don't know that one. <laughs> like basically if, if, if you know, the universe gives you a lot, then there's a lot of expectations on you because others yeah. don't have what you have. And so I was, I was kind of coached that way a lot is like, well, at least you have this, like, don't, this might not be working out for you, but at least you have your beauty, at least you have your beauty. And then growing up, I always felt like, well, if, if I'm being projected as being beautiful and I don't want anybody else to feel like they're not beautiful because I'm beautiful and the world's telling me that I'm like pretty or whatever, then I always overcompensated to prove that I could also be kind or I could also be, I was more than just beautiful. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then I saw people who would like get overcompensated telling them, well, at least you're kind. You're not like stuck up like the, like the beautiful people or like these weird separations. Um, yeah. Around, I just had this conversation with my daughter like two nights ago around eighth grade or so I, uh, thought I wanted to be a model until I went on like one shoot. <laughs> um, and um, when I was in front of the camera, it was like, there was, I could perceive so much judgment. I just wanted to shrink. And like, I was 14 years old with like a pretty lean body. And they were telling me how to like lean in order to not have any sort of like pudge on my arm show or my leg. And it was just like this intensity, but I had so much fun in the hair and makeup room to a point where I would like hide in the clothes when they would call me to set. I was like 13 or whatever. And I was like hiding behind things because I didn't want to be called out there. But in the hair and makeup room, there was so much, um, well, for me, I don't know what experiences were for everybody else, but there was this creation energy with beauty that I really enjoyed. And so, and I always held on to that as like something I wanted to do when I got older, but I hit it because <clears throat> being a hair and makeup stylist is um often seen as like not smart and i also wanted to prove that i was smart too so <laughs> i don't know 
<laughs> I don't know if that gave you a background, but there you go. Childhood. That, that's great. And, uh, but I recently heard you talk about this and I'd love for you to talk about this because it was such a pivotal moment in my world when you were talking about, like some of us are projected at the external beauty and then some of us are projected at the internal beauty and how they both stick us in these weird ways and don't allow us to really fully be ourselves because there's like some sort of expectation either way. Can you totally. talk more about that? <clears throat> yeah. So in exploring beauty, what, what I've seen in so many ways is that we create our coping mechanisms based on how we're judged as, um, from the outside or what our aesthetic is. So like, so me, so if I was projected as being beautiful, then um, kind and beautiful didn't go together in this reality. So I was constantly overcompensating to prove that I was kind instead of just knowing I was and taking the judgment however it came. I didn't have that tool. <laughs> so I was like, no, wait, I know you're seeing me as this, but really I'm also this. And so I was constantly proving kindness. And so what I see in other people is like, um, you know, if they uh, struggle with their weight, if they have a larger body, right? And um, they're projected at as being fat. They will often, this is just one one possibility, um, create themselves as the funny person or the outgoing or the boisterous person, or the one that makes everybody laugh so that they can overcompensate for what's wrong here in their point of view. And then you go to people who are like the skinny people and they're too skinny and they don't feel, you know, beautiful either. And so they'll can make, create themselves as the smart person. And <clears throat> what being you of the being you beauty is, is where you start to like, you're, you are moving the energies off of the judgment of your being and looking at like, okay, what else can I be here that I didn't think I could be based on that image and that, um, that coping mechanism that you put in place often because of what was judged about the body. And so you start to break that off, but then as soon as you get to a certain place with your being, that old coping net mechanism is going to have to go at some point because that's not actually you. That's what you created you as in order to um, uh, get through with whatever judgments of your beauty, your body were showing up. So um, the play with the two of them, the beauty of the being and the beauty of the body, in my interesting point of view, actually starts to give you way more freedom to go way further. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I'm hoping this is in the direction you were asking me to go. Okay. <laughs> because we, at some point we, we um, buy from someplace, a lot of us, I won't say everybody, um, which one is most valuable or which one I'm going to have to either defend or which one I'm going to have to outcreate or which one I'm going to receive the most from your inner or your outer beauty. Mm -hmm. And so people will like, as very little, little, little people, little babies, like create often will choose a path. Are you on the inner beauty as the most valuable or outer beauty most valuable path? And are you trying to overcompensate for the one that you've decided you don't have or that you have to prove? Right. And I'll even speak for myself. Like, can we, can we, I know I did like start to create problems <laughs> so that we fit into more of this <laughs> everyday society <laughs> like like whether it was like i'd create hives or rash or like something random right but it was almost like 
I created it so that I would appear more normal. So how do we break free from that desire to be normal? Oh, how long do you have? I mean, that's <laughs> a great question. I don't we're, know, just small one. we're just, we're just gonna give, you know, we can give them a couple tools. How's that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, when we're done here, let's talk about astrophysics and, you know, how to solve world hunger, too. Um, okay. How do you? It's with every choice, Venus. Like, I think, you know, a lot of us are like looking for the cliff we have to jump off in order to have the reality we know we should have. And so, you know, in Access, they'll talk about like the one big choice that'll rule them all and and that we'll, look, we'll be looking for that one big choice. But really to me, like, how do you, how do you start to change that is really every little choice, um, every, Every time you go to judge yourself, like just choose to stop it. Just, I mean, not judge yourself for judging yourself because that's a fun, like, um, what's that thing called? A snowball effect, right? Where like you'll you'll judge yourself. Oh, I'm not supposed to be judging myself. But I really want my life to change. Oh, shoot. I'm so wrong for judging myself. And then, oh, there it is again. I judge myself again. I'm so wrong. If you were like, okay, cool. I'm judging myself right now. And what if that wasn't wrong? What if that was just an entrainment? I was just literally programmed in my you know, um, motherboard to judge myself. And here it is showing up exactly as planned. What would I like to choose now? And then the more you take that little step throughout your day, maybe you take it 15 times that day and you just go, you know what? I'm not choosing that anymore. Everything that is and then run the clearing statement. You start to break apart the solidity. So the, the bigger choices become available where you can choose beyond the limitation of the, the judgment of beauty. If that was that a sentence? How'd I do? <laughs> you did great. <laughs> You're doing awesome. Cool. So and so essentially you're saying just it really is just a choice, but you have to be the one that chooses it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no magic pill. Right. There's no injectable. There's no injectable. <laughs> what? No injectable. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, there is, and I don't judge that. I think (laughs) get all the injectables you want, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's the new choice. Like change comes with choice. Choice Mm -hmm. comes with change. So if we want to have something different as our reality, we have to choose it. Mm -hmm. Again, it's not the big, huge choice. It's the little choices that lead you to, the bigger things, but we've got to go, okay, you know what? I want to be a, like choosing to facilitate beauty classes. Gary Douglas, the founder of access consciousness basically told me I was an insane person. And that, um, it was one of those, like, I don't know if I was wedgied or he was literally being like, you're crazy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, cause there's a lot of layers to this. Right. Mm-hmm. And then in my own journey, all of my own beauty shit comes up constantly. And I'm like, well, if I'm going to help blaze this trail, I've got to be with every little choice I'm making in regards, not obsessively, but when those things come up, like what do I want to be in the world that is so different with beauty that I have to choose to be it for me. Mm-hmm. And that, I probably ask that question 15 to 20 times a day. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's the only question I can ask. None of, not, none of your listeners or you, 
Right. It's just, yeah. you know, yeah. So just delete that from the show, show notes. <laughs> Not available to anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> so what were, that's one of them. You said that, but I, I'd love maybe even just some more pragmatic tools of like, maybe like, how can somebody change in the moment? Like, okay, stop. But then what? You know, it's like, I mean, I've been doing it a long time too. So I can see it's easier after you do it for a while. But, it, you know, for somebody who's just starting, what would you recommend? Well, I would ask like, who am I being when I'm judging myself? So that could be like as big as society as a whole. That could be, um, you know, a boyfriend that you had, if you're a woman, a girlfriend that you had, or mm -hmm. also for homosexual friends, a same sex person, like an old relationship. It could be your mom who was actually judging herself, you know, the whole time. If you're, you know, parents out there, I beg of you, if you want to have a judgment room in your house, go there to judge yourself. If you could, if you require that, please go do it. Just if you could not judge yourself so strictly or on your body, even in your head around your kids, if you could stop that, we will change this dynamically for our future because we pick up on those things as a little kid. Mm -hmm. And if you look like your mom that's judging you or you look like your dad that's totally judging themselves and hates themselves, you just energetically pick that up and know that you're supposed to hate that about you too, especially if you, um, if you're, if you look up to your parents in any regard, you know, you're like, mm -hmm. Oh, okay. This is how I'm supposed to be with my body. And then you buy it. So when you are judging yourself, you can ask, who am I being here? And, and, and see if anything comes up, whatever that is, return to sender with consciousness attached, whatever that is, pock and pot it. I'm demanding that I be something so different with my beauty. Okay, cool. And then take, uh, even it could it'll get down to where it's only a nanosecond but maybe when you first start maybe it's 10 seconds count down 10 to 1 and receiving a new space with you and your beauty mm. and acknowledge it because that those little moments of like okay I just got oh all right even if it's like this much that just changed and it didn't stay in your world that long that eventually grows if you acknowledge it I love that I'd love for you to speak because I know that I did this for a while. I knew I couldn't look at myself in the mirror and not judge myself. So I stopped looking in the mirror. But I also know that that's not exactly what we're talking about. That's more of like avoidance to, to create a change. Now, it did help a lot, right? Because I was like, okay, I can't not judge myself. So I'm just not going to look at myself. But I get that you're talking about something different here. Like a, a different way of being with ourselves. Would you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, well, it goes back to like, what demand would you, do you have in your world that you would like this to actually change for you and for the planet? And acknowledging that if you change it for you, even this much. So, okay. So can we ask everybody listening now or in the future, just sit with this for a second. Like, have you decided that you have to have the total change before you can be the change that changes the world? Because I, I, I have a, I'm having a voice on a beauty platform and I still totally judge myself. But I, if, if we have to wait till someone's out of complete judgment of themselves for the um, voices to be heard, we'd be waiting forever. Right. So it's that incremental change that if you start to see just a little shift in your world, acknowledge it so that you can 
be that ripple effect that goes out into the world. So what is your demand? If your demand is, you know what, I'm not judging the sweet body anymore. This is the one I have for this lifetime. Mm. And like, I think I said on something recently, I don't know of any like 90 year old on their deathbed wondering if they judged their thighs enough this life. You know, they're probably like looking at like the great things about their life and that they had a body. And I, you know, I've had friends that have passed very prematurely and I'm wondering like if they would, if they had the chance to come back into their body, would they judge it as much or would they really just love to have their body? Maybe not. Maybe they're, you know, choices and the choice to leave is something totally different. But so what is your, back to my, my, before my rambling, what is your demand? What is your demand? So if your demand is to actually be with your beauty and see it, be willing to see it as beautiful, then you've got to start to be with it by, by receiving it with your eyeballs. So it's not your beauty. That is the, what's showing up in the mirror. It's what you're looking through. So I would say it's like your lens that you're looking at in the mirror that needs um, some readjusting. It's not what's in the mirror. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. No. Right. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you pulled that one right in. <laughs> so one tool you can do, and, and we, we talk about this in the Being You Beauty class, is to get to get vulnerable, get in front of the mirror. And maybe it's not fully nude at start. I know this is the Being Naked show, but maybe it's being a quarter naked. <laughs> but stand there and look at the things that you judge the most and just ask to be present. And if the tears come, let the tears come. It's moving energy. If, if you know, you have the awareness of the abuse that was done to your body, when you look at those areas, ask for that to, to be released. Ask for the, the change in the molecules to shift so that you can see something different. Mm-hmm. And an interesting point of view. I have this point of view about everywhere you judge yourself. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Thank you for that. You're so welcome. you actually have created um, BU Beauty classes. Can you tell us a little bit about more about what that is? <laughs> yeah. So being you Beauty was something I started in my salon, um, gosh, like seven years ago here in Los Angeles. Um, I wasn't yet an access consciousness facilitator, um, but I was ready to have a different conversation about beauty because owning a salon in LA, it's like, um, I had to, I changed everything with the way I was with people as far as I could. So when someone comes in, I ask them what they love about their hair instead of what they don't like. Cause people sit down here, all the things that are wrong with me, will you fix it? And so mm-hmm. I started to ask different conversations, um, to the people that come to come sit in my chair and just started looking from a different place about beauty publicly, kind of like almost like sharing more of what I was aware of could be possible. And, um, but I didn't have like, I wasn't a licensed professional of any other thing but hair. So I was like, what can I create that actually starts these conversations? So I pulled in a bunch of licensed professionals in different areas. Like I had a writer, I had a hypnotherapist, I had a life coach, I had um, a sex and relationship coach. Um, and I started it in my salon seven years ago. And so we would do these like weekend workshops where women could come together and, um, really get vulnerable and look at their beauty from a different place. And that only went so far because if you're not looking for my interesting point of view is that if you're not looking at the energy of things, then you're just talking about them. I just said that out loud. (laughs) (laughs) But I did call it, I did call it my point of view, right? So if you're, 
if you aren't looking at what's underneath, like the energies that are rippling in your world of what's creating these choices, then you're just talking surfacy. And, and I kept going like, well, what, how can we get to this? So once I became an access consciousness facilitator, I dove into beauty right away and um, have reemerged this last year, that first being you beauty concept. Now that I'm a being you certified facilitator um, and have the being you tools to gift people. Um, I, we just in that class take a different perspective on beauty by adding the being you in there and what the being would like to contribute to your beauty. That was a very long answer. Sorry. I love it. I know you're great. And I believe you have a class coming up. When is that? I believe it's on January 23rd. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, post, we'll post the link in the comments if you guys want to check it out. I, I highly recommend it. I sat in with Sarah again. She's changed my life and relationships and um, and also with my body and beauty. And the, the, the way that I am with myself now is 360 degrees different. It's, I just don't have the points of view I used to have about myself. And that's such a gift. So again, gratitude goes very deep for you. And um, if people want to find you, if they want to just check you out, where can they find you? Well, and thank I'll you, Kate, for posting the class in the comments. <laughs> uh, depends on what kind of find you're. If you want to like find my class, and you go online, if you want to find me, you have to work hard at stalking me because I move about the globe a lot, but. Anyways, um, so I'm saragrandinetti.com. Great. It's really it's simple. Easy. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're stalking me, then I'm in somewhere in California. That's the only thing you get to know. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> or you can see her on Facebook and Instagram and <laughs> like you can stalk her that way too, and that one's okay. <laughs> I'm in rare form today, so thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. I adore you. I so appreciate you. Thank you, Ruth and um, Kate and, and John, all for commenting and being here and everybody watching now and listening now and in the future. We're so grateful for you and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.